All right. Episode nine. We're here with the Littlewoods Outdoors crew. We got Jacob Martin, Drew Hampton, Sam. Sam, thanks for stopping by. Jake, we're going to start with you tonight. You've been gone for a long time. We ain't seen you. How's yeah. it been? Well, you know, just uh, having a baby and getting it raised up, you know, to three weeks of age. You know, that's about whenever I can start podcasting again when they hit three weeks. They start getting fun about that age, don't they? Oh, yeah. They're they're fun the whole time. Yeah, this is, this is Wit on the mic as well. I just... I was giving Jake earlier some trouble. He missed one podcast, and I act like he ain't been on in, in three years. So glad to have you back, brother. I'm glad to be back. Uh, we tried to do a couple episodes here recently, and it just didn't work out. Talk about that was like perfect timing, baby, in the background. <laughs> we know why it don't work out, but, uh, you know, uh, we still got the rest of the crew here. Sam had some time. We caught him. We got him out of an argument tonight, so it was perfect time, and he's ready to debate something, I'm sure. Uh, Drew's internet's holding up so far. He's made it past a minute and a half, so mm, we close. ain't going to be complaining. <laughs> he's still getting close. <laughs> getting close to that timeout. Waiting on that dial-up to start beeping in the background. Hey, if, some- AOL. <laughs> if somebody calls your house like back in the old days, it'd knock you offline. Mm-hmm. Mm. so the little woods outdoors everybody's like what are y'all gonna talk about now that hunting season's over well it ain't over for long we're in february which is i would have to say it's probably my least favorite month it's got a valentine's day in it me and my wife love each other well she we don't need another holiday to have to spend money on each other Right after Christmas, I mean, we know we love each other, right? Uh, I don't know. Y'all feel the same way? I mean, February is like one of my least favorite months for sure. Mm. Luckily, it's the shortest. Yeah. It is the month with the Snow Goose Conservation Order going, and uh, they just make me mad. That's right. I mean, we try to chase them, but... By the time the conservation starts now, especially this year in particular, it was like a majority of them have already migrated, so we we missed that part. Maybe they're up in northeast Arkansas, but we kind of missed a little bit on that. And it was wet. I mean, all of February is wet. You don't know if it's going to be cold, icing, or snowing. I mean, it's one of my least favorite months for sure. I was about to say it. I think it's rained every day almost over here. The whole time I took an extra week off after Boone was born. And uh, I think it rained or it was below freezing just about every day. You talk about getting stir crazy. Yeah, it's been getting pretty crazy for us at work too. We we get pretty busy during the weather season and uh, I'm just not looking forward to <laughs> having to continue through that. But. You know, February is that month where all those people that set those good New Year's resolutions, like working out and all, it's probably a good month for that. Don't you think, Sam? I mean, you're still at it, ain't you? you the, yeah. Was that your New Year's resolution again? You getting big? Yeah, yeah I'm trying to. I actually started before New I mean, Year. so... 
Yeah, uh, so game, game you're you're gonna pounds. do good. Dang. So you're gonna do good probably till about middle of March when that you know turkey season starts up, and then it's gonna be fall off like it'll fall down like that Chinese spy balloon, baby, just right <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, you you hit the nail right on the head. Hey, but it it bridges that gap. I mean, we got to have something to bridge the gap. February, all I feel like I do is clean. I try to clean up after all this different hunting I've been doing and putting it off. So, and somehow every year I feel like I become a storage shed for everybody's crap. I mean, I got duck decoys that don't ever belong to me, and their response is, "Well, I only hunt out there with you." Well. That don't mean I got to spot my shot for your stuff, though. I mean, John Jay, I'm sure you've left something here on purpose. Uh, uh, there's no telling. I know I left a whole pack of batteries over there I never could find. <laughs> <laughs> that got used. Hey, I guarantee I know I left a couple shotguns and a headlamp over there, too. But you got yeah. room for it. Yeah, got room for it. My dad's over here trying to pressure me into getting one of them storage containers probably from China over here and putting it up so I can put all the hunting stuff in it. It'd work. It'd be dry. Boy, Just have you ever some, walked uh, up one of those during the summertime when it's about 100 degrees? Woo! It's like a damn sauna. Oh, yeah, it just hits it puts you the right hurt on your stuff, though. Oh. <laughs> Just, uh... Put some boards up on the side of it. It'll look like a cabin from the road. That's <laughs> just right. a long square cabin. <laughs> just cut like, you a little hole out and put I a like fan your in style. it. Hey, put it close to where the pool's going to be so we can jump off the top of it, though. <laughs> uh, the pool might not get dug this year if it don't quit raining. That's all I know. Mm, it's been wet. But... Hopefully that actually comes to fruition. We paid the deposit, so. I still got to go finish gathering all my stuff up out of the woods. I got a feeder I need to get put up. Climbing stand I left on a tree. Cameras. Yep. Getting time to do that's pretty hard anyways in February, and then you throw a baby into the mix. Makes it a little more difficult. At (laughs) At least you're staying in feeder ain't, but. 50 yards off the back of your house so you ain't got no excuse uh no uh just baby duty is my only excuse you know uh probably since the last time we were on here lots happened um it might not be so much hunting wise but we've got some good hunting stories i I think we can touch on a little bit of them but kind of in regards to what's all happened a lot's happened in the world since we talked last. I mean, I think we could kind of get on a few subjects, but I think the one that's most fresh on our minds, uh, the number one and number two pound per pound fighters took on each other, didn't they, Sam? Let me, let me get that synopsis. Anybody watch the UFC out there? I know. I, I was going to watch it, but Sam was trying to hit me with the $80 charge. So, <laughs> Hey, I think I figured it out. They give you about four screens to mess around with. After that, they start cutting you off. I didn't even try, I didn't even have time to turn it on. Yeah. I watched the prelims, and I forgot I flipped it over to something else. And I think yeah. I went and 
chase the dogs for a minute. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, the co-main fight was good too with Yair Rodriguez. I think this is how you pronounce his first name, but I mean that kid was just flying, doing all types of aerial attacks. Uh, he ended up uh, choking Josh Emmett out with a triangle choke there, which was his first submission. But this kid has mm. some skill, let me tell you. It's it's impressive. And so uh, the main event was Volkanovski and Islam Makachev. And, uh, well, Volkanovski I, I ended up losing. Fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, Volkanovski ended up losing uh, on decision. But uh, he's going back down to featherweight to fight Yair Rodriguez, and that's going to be a heck of a fight. I can't wait for that. Is that I mean, what he came from, featherweight up to lightweight? Yeah, yeah, he came from 145 up to the 155 lightweight class. And he, he held his own for sure. I mean, that, that guy's a strong man for sure. Very skillful. Worked on his wrestling. It, uh, that just blows my mind. I, I've always been skinny. I mean – I, I thank God for that ability, but I mean the the way that these guys take weight off and put it on so fast. I mean, it don't make no sense to me. It's yeah, gotta be healthy. <laughs> I tell you what, ain't healthy is getting put in a triangle choke. I've had it a few times. It's not fun. <laughs> you know what's more deadly than that? That daggum full Nelson, son. Oh, <laughs> better watch out for that thing. It'll just be on you. Yeah, tell me a little about this full Nelson. What is this? <laughs> oh, it's just something I got to do to the coyotes every once in a while when they come oh. up, try to hop up on me. <laughs> well, paint a picture. What you got? Yeah, his, his buddy Nelson. <laughs> I already told the story that that coyote ran up on me a few weeks ago and I thought I was going to have to put him in a full Nelson right there on the tree line right there. <laughs> but I didn't. Mm. I haven't seen the coyotes in a couple of days. They're, they've been keeping their distance, I guess. I don't know what it is. I can't say I blame them either. <laughs> but they've ran off every raccoon that was anywhere close to my house. I've had a trap set for like two weeks. And no luck. The mice uh, went through and ate all the peanut butter out of one of my traps I had set. <laughs> they munched it down. And uh, I just moved it further. What about that further jelly? They, oh, they, le- they left the jelly for the ants. <laughs> <laughs> when it gets warm enough on these 70 degree days, they, those ants slip in there and take your jelly. Really? Well, the... The thing about baiting with peanut butter and jelly, uh, no matter how safe I am doing it, I get it all over me. So I'll be getting back on the ranger and my fingers will be stuck together and <laughs> I'll have it on my face or somewhere, you know. It's... I didn't so make something, something else with that. It's so sticky. Is you that know, like a half and half deal? Is like half on your hands, half your stuff in your mouth and rub it on your face, keep it? Well, I did get two big scoops out of that <laughs> peanut butter before I put it on that trap today. I ain't gonna lie. Put you, you some know, face paint on. <laughs> you know, the last time I used peanut butter to bait something, I was baiting these little snap traps and and I had a little bit of a mice problem out here in the shop because I had all that protein for deer out there that uh, I guess I guess the mice got in there, figured it out. Well, I tell you, I 
going back to these little trap things, I showed up at Tractor Supply and it was, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock at night and and Lacey drove me, so I had had a beer or two. And I meet this fella in there. And he just so happens to stop me when I'm looking at mousetraps. And he's like, hey, man, what you trying to catch? I said, well, I got some mice in there, I'm pretty sure. He said, well, let me direct you to the best thing they're selling right now. And he takes me over there, and he's showing me this trap. I swear to you, would have caught a full-sized cat. And he's like, this is it. This is this is the snap trap, and all I could think about was like, "Oh my gosh!" He said, "I've dealt with my own share of rat and mouse problems," and I'm thinking, "Dude, you didn't have mice; you had freaking giant rats." And I was, I'm very fortunate, but I caught a few. I mean, he had some good points. He said, "Yeah, make sure you use that peanut butter. Make sure you use that peanut butter." He said, "It's Nutella. That's what works best." And and so I found the the mice king. At Tractor Supply the other day. That's a good place yeah. to see the Mice King. Yeah, and as soon as you got that first mouse, you're like, oh, hell, he's right. <laughs> he was right. They need to send him over to Atwoods while he's at it and catch some of them uh, rats and mice over there. I'm tired of picking up dog food and spilling half of it across the aisle. <laughs> that happens <laughs> with that horse food more times than not when I go get horse feed. Yeah, At- Atwoods is just a humongous... Uh, food plot for mice and rats. <laughs> uh, indoor sanctuary is all it is. Uh, it's like every time I pick up a bag of food, half of it's you know chasing me to the cart, and I got fling that one back there in the back. Get me another one that's you know got tape on. I'm like, this ain't working. <laughs> yeah, you get up there and it's got tape on half the bottom of the bag. You're like, is there a discount for this or nah, nah, just damage and transport. Yeah, and my other favorite thing about Tractor Supply, they don't believe in price tags, so I'll take like 10 items up to the front. Like, I don't know if I'm going to buy this yet. Uh, how much is it? And uh, they got to go through the whole scanning. They got one cashier. You know, I got half the store backed up, but that's not my fault. That's not my fault. They got to put prices on stuff. Mm, you're that guy? At Atwoods, I am, yeah. Because I done spilt three bags of dog food in the process of finding whatever I was looking for that don't have a price. <laughs> yeah, are you the guy that brings up the big bag of 40-pound dog dog food and just, you know, it's overpriced? You're like, oh, I can't do that, and you just leave it up there for them to take it back? <laughs> you leave it on the counter? <laughs> I wish. These red bones are eating a, a bag every two weeks of that Victor dog food, and that stuff's high. Mm. You know, I was feeding them Purina, and – uh, somehow my whole house got infested with little beetles because it was in the dog food. The dogs weren't eating the food. I'm like, what's going on with this food? And uh, further investigation, I'm just I brought home another species from that woods and infested my damn house. So if anybody's got Purina's uh, QA uh, phone number, I'll probably be happy to take it. You gonna give them a comment or two? Yeah, they were getting in my bags of chips. Oh, that's five I sit, words. <laughs> I sitting there munching a bag of chips. Hell, I probably ate one. I got down like the last five chips, and there's pulling out, and there's one of them little bugs. And I'm like, oh god. You know, uh, that's funny. You bring it up. 
rest of your house here on this episode. I I think there's been another occurrence. I mean, besides a baby making its way to its house, I feel like you you got you got a few new uh, things in the kitchen. Uh, I know you got a new fridge, and that was just a real seamless process, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. We don't have enough time to talk about that ordeal. <laughs> they you- finally. They finally came out and uh, swapped my door panels out. And then the microwave went out, and I'm like, all right, it's two weeks out. I ordered it from a different box store. They said, oh, it's two weeks out. I'm like, I can go without a microwave for two weeks. Well, about three hours into not having a microwave, (laughs) I regretted that decision. Uh, Those yeah, ramen crazy. noodles were looking good over there, weren't they? <laughs> Man, hey, stovetop ramen I got noodles real, are way better. Real creative. Than uh, that's true. Oh, I don't microwave my ramen. <laughs> yeah, that I, popcorn <laughs> was looking good, wasn't it? Oh, uh, anything it, I wanted real quick was looking good. Them I the air, nuggets. I had the air fryer in service, you know, trying to heat stuff up, but I was, you know, burning it, trying to heat stuff up on the stove, you know. If you got to be born in like 75 ish to be an expert on heating up on the stove without burning something. Cause <laughs> I failed at that. You yeah. know, uh, the stove top cooking is pretty hard. I mean, unless you've got that gas consistency, I think those gas, uh, stove tops cook way better. I mean, the electric ones are just so on and off on and off, but I mean, I ain't a cook. I don't have that much experience, but uh, I'll, I'll throw down in the kitchen, but here lately it's been annoying because nothing was working right. I've been making this uh sandwich. I ain't come up with a name yet, but I fry, I toast my bread, put a little mayo and a little sriracha. And then I fry two pieces of bologna, fry a couple pepperonis, those big pepperonis and fry an egg. And slap all that together, son. Ooh, hey. That mm. sounds like a nap. Oh, it'll shut you down. Sounds like what I had from Jimmy John's just a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in what there. What they with call 10 that minutes. sandwich, Sam? <laughs> I walked in there with ten minutes to close. They called it like this. Oh, like spicy Italian West Coast style or something. I don't know. But I grabbed some of that and some jalapeno chips and ran. They locked the door behind me. You were that guy. Was it good? I ate it before I got home. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but no, thirteen I, pounds don't add on itself, you know. Yeah, you got to get after it. But no, I just uh, it's been a nightmare on home projects over here. I put that new microwave in it. I might as well just got a, a jackhammer and routed my cabinets with it because that's what it about came to. I mean, yeah. we've gotten to this point about your anger at the microwave, but and you keep trying to avoid it, but it's not that long of a story. <clears throat> I just we the world needs to hear about the fridge problem because I don't think you're the only person uh-huh. that's got this problem, Jake. I mean, I dealt with my own problem. I'll I'll say this big box store brand. I I never in a million years. We'll recommend Best Buy for any of your furniture or anything like that. Do not sponsor the Little Woods Outdoors Best Buy. That is an awful idea. Yeah, I got about four more added to that list. I order. <laughs> we order this high dollar fridge, 
and it comes and the doors are not level. All right. Like that doesn't bother me that much because I'm not that OCD. But between my, me and my wife and her telling me about how we spend this much money on our fridge and it's the doors ain't level, it don't make much sense. So, but my favorite thing is is when they don't show up when they're supposed to and then oh, they yeah. call you. That's that's the funny <clears> one. <throat> well, long story short, I order a new refrigerator. They say it's going to be here on a certain day. They hey, what, give me what an automated. Brand? What brand of fridge? Yeah, yeah. what brand of fridge? It's a Samsung. And uh, talked to some appliance people. They said they're pretty good. So I said, all right. Get an automated message. It doesn't show. Or I'm like, all right, it'll be here tomorrow. So my wife takes off work. This is before the baby's here. And I'm, we're on crunch time needing a refrigerator here because we're using the one out in my shop, which is very inconvenient. And we just got to have it. At least it was winter for the beer to be outside on the porch. Right. Yeah, I mean, that works. Until you forget and it gets down in the real cold and <laughs> it doesn't work. It works against you at some point. <clears throat> and got an automated message. It'll be here. She took off work. I'm at work, call. First off, I spent more time on hold trying to get a hold of people at Lowe's than I've ever had in my entire life, so don't ever expect somebody to answer your phone call. Didn't show up on time, couldn't get a hold of nobody. Finally get a hold of somebody, they're like, oh, well, it was damaged, so we're not going to deliver it. That's why they didn't deliver it. I'm like, all right, well, a phone call would have been nice to know. We'll get it to you Monday. Well, Monday rolls around. They show up. Uh, they give me 15-minute heads-up notice, too, to when they're going to be at my house, so you got to love that. I was halfway across the county working, and uh, that guy said, well, he said, they're 15 minutes out from your house. I said, well, I'm not home right now. He goes, well, I guess you're just going to have to stop and uh, just go meet him over there. Anyway, he got cussed. <laughs> <coughs> And uh, so I get over here. The delivery guys are awesome. They said, uh, you know, we tried to not bring this out today because it was damaged. I'm like, are you kidding me? So they then they, oh, before that, the manager told me it wasn't damaged. They show up. They tell me it's damaged. I'm like, oh, my mm. God. They're like, oh, this will be your loaner. You can just borrow this one until your other one comes in. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Y'all, I, this is a full-size refrigerator. They like to kill themselves getting in my house. Mm. Anyway, they get it in here, and it's all scratched up and look like somebody drug it through the briar thicket. <laughs> <clears throat> so the damage was just kind of more cosmetic, like scratch and all. Yeah. But it still and functioned. The, <clears throat> yeah, it, it functioned. It uh, it'd probably been a lot better if you know I hadn't went through all the crap before that, but. Anyway, three weeks later, I got my, my panels replaced, and I had to go down there and talk to everybody that was involved, and it sucked. Did you so, apologize for being hateful that day? Did I apologize? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, did they at least no. take off the old one? Take out the old one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they took the old one. They took it. You know, RIP, Whirlpool. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I asked anyway, that question because uh, we got a fridge not too long ago, and our old fridge is sitting in our garage right now, just collecting dust, taking up space. I'm like, dang, y'all don't take this off? It's like, nope, it's extra charge, you know. Oh, well, I gladly paid my forty five dollars for them to haul mine off. That's no joke. I don't. It's really impressive how they haul all that stuff in. I mean, they've got those, which they're bigger than me. They can carry a lot more than I can. But they've got these straps. Drew, you've got some of those straps, don't you? Kind of like go underneath hooks to your waist or something or arms. Or yeah, they hook to your forearms. You slip your you slip it underneath the appliance and you stick your hands through them and they sit on your forearms. It carries all that extra weight. It's pretty neat. Yeah, talk about just, it. My, that just... That just sounds like I'm about to bust a knuckle wide open going through a doorway, just <laughs> bear hugging that thing. Oh yeah, those guys. Hey, I, I give it to them. They they worked their butt off getting it, that old one out and this new one in, and it wasn't their fault. It was a it was a store's fault. But they got it taken care of finally. You know, I oh, and then I I'm up at the hospital about nine o'clock. That one night I was up was up there for three or four days or a month. I couldn't tell. It all just ran together there for a minute. <clears throat> and uh my in laws were staying at the house and they called at nine o'clock. They said, Hey, Lowe's is here to swap your refrigerator out. I said, Are you serious? Yeah, there's a there's two people here to swap it out, a guy and a girl. I said, Well, first off, it's nine o'clock at night. That ain't gonna work. Number two <laughs> it took three grown men plus me to get the other one in and they got to do it twice. I said, that ain't happening, but I don't know. I didn't see that old gal. She might've been tough. Uh, did they get it in? No, I told him to go. I told him to tell him to get out of there. <laughs> get off my property. Then I tried. Then I was so mad. I told him, I said, y'all just come get the, get this thing tomorrow. I'll go somewhere else. Anyway, <laughs> Like I said, it's a long story. <laughs> it just got better. I mean, and if y'all would have heard it in the flesh the first day when he was steaming, I thought he was about to run off the road. He was so mad. <laughs> I, I'm glad I wasn't on the other end. If, whoever he called got a, a cussing that day, and I, I was like 30 seconds away from getting one at any moment just from him just repeating it to me. So, Oh, yeah. Everybody know, was – Everybody was taking shots. You know, Cole never would have heard that cussing because he'd already been having to get another call in on the other side. R.I.P. Cole, we miss you. Yeah, he got me for 13 seconds of the day. <laughs> That's pretty low. That's pretty low. That's a new record for sure. Uh, but, you know, and we'll kind of get off that, but that's that cracked me up, Jake. I mean, not only are you going through the stress of everything, oh, hell, I say you're going through the stress. Jess was going through the stress, so thereby you had a little bit added to your life. It wasn't that much, was it? No, babies are awesome. I mean, it's definitely a game changer as far as, you know, I'm going to run outside and hang out in the shop for 45 minutes because you can't do that very often, Uh, you know, stuff like that. But I tell you, I was roughing at that hospital there a couple nights on that plastic couch they got. Let me tell you, <laughs> I was about to I was about to have them hook that fentanyl thing up to me and pump me full of it so I could sleep on that daggum couch. <laughs> and uh, you're looking I know for how a shot, huh? 
I know how y'all felt out in Colorado because that's how cold it was in that room. I woke up jackhammering, just boom, freezing. <laughs> I had a, a a blanket. It was about as thick as a t-shirt. So you didn't like take nothing with you, like a pillow, nothing. Oh yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't take a whole lot of bedding because I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna have a decent little pad, you know. But it wasn't. <laughs> What did you think they were gonna put two hospital beds together for y'all to lay on or what? I mean, I was kinda of, I was kinda of wanting to lay in one of them striker beds like Jess had over there, but <laughs> it's one of them couches, you know, you gotta be about six foot twelve to sit on this couch because it's the where your butt goes is about four feet. So my feet don't even bend that's the couch is so long, so you can't sit on it comfortably. And it's just long enough to where you can't fully stretch out. And that's made out of this plastic material that you know it's just you can't can't get comfortable hey did it have like one of those roll out pieces of paper kind of like a like a exam bed does nope. at the doctor no that's what the blankets felt like though. oh <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty so, comfy oh yes i mean luckily yes. they kept it about three degrees uh above freezing there i mean I, i'm telling you it's cold I, yeah, it reminds me of sleeping over at a buddy's house, and he doesn't give you a blanket or anything, so you just grab anything close to you for warmth. Yeah, <laughs> you just grab the smaller couch and lay it on top of you. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of that, I got to tell you this story. Uh, Witt was down in vet school at LSU, and I went down there to visit him, and we watched the Hogs game. And this dude put his uh, – his like uh, bed sheets and everything in the dryer and forgot to pull them out. So I'm laying in that bed. It's like 50 degrees and I'm just like wrapped up in a little ball. And he said, Drew, he come in there about 6 a.m. He said, Drew, you want some covers? And I'm like, it's a little too late for now. I was freezing my butt <laughs> off all night, curled up in a little ball. I had, I had Bobo next to me. Thank goodness. So I could warm up a little bit, but that I man let me sleep without no covers. Yeah, let me, that, let me take a cheat code on that. You that just grab helped. towels. You just double up on the towels. Just go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, went, we went to one of them big deals up at Fayetteville one time uh, during Rush. I don't even remember where we stayed, L. But everybody, uh, everybody went hard and uh, get back to the little apartment we were staying at. And a buddy of mine sleeping in the recliner, and I'm talking, when I say he was snoring, it was like a Harley Davidson over there. You know how you, they pull up? They don't idle. You got to sit there and rev them up at the stoplight. <laughs> yeah, it'd so, die if you didn't. Okay. Yeah, they'll die if you don't. So that's what it sounded like in that recliner. I was like, I cannot go to sleep. That's like my big pet peeve is, I mean, I snore, but I don't hear it, so I'm good, but... <laughs> So I was like, I got to figure something out. So I ended up taking all the couch cushions off, took them in the bathroom floor, laid them out, made my own little makeshift oh, couch, shut the door and slept in the bathroom. It was bad. I've slept on the bathroom floor before, but usually I'm like hurting when that happens. And that's some uh, good rest right there. Oh yeah. You just wake up just clammy. I mean, it, Sam, how cold was it that first night we were at Elk Hunt? I mean, like, 10 or 12 degrees outside we're in a canvas tent uh you can't you can't run that propane propane heater in there because you might wake up dead so it was it was <laughs> freezing cold next night i had every piece of clothing i had on my feet because they were they got the coldest 
And then I had about four of them body warmer uh, hot hands all in my sleeping bag trying to keep warm. It was bad. Yeah, yeah you had it figured out. I don't know if I mentioned. I had a negative 20 degree sleeping bag. Or that's what it said on the box when I pulled it out. And uh, so I was like, oh, I'm good. You know, it's never going to get below freezing or below zero. Well, come to find out the stuffing in my sleeping bag is that stuffing that you get from dog toys. You know, when the dog tears up. All <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> there's no insulation there. Where did you get there. that sleeping bag at? Amazon? I think I got it off Cabela's. You know, like now, a, I, no. I want everybody to take a learn a lesson from our mistakes right here because that was bad, Sam. I mean, my sleeping bag said negative twenty two, but that was the low end. It said comfortable was like zero degrees. Uh, you'd be too hot if it was like over forty, something like that. Well, I don't know what the warmest sleeping bag is in this world. It might weigh 150 pounds, but I guarantee you, next time I pack in, I'm carrying it because you probably need to see what they're using at base camp up there at Everest. I mean, there's about 100 people sleeping up there like it's just state park. Yeah, props to them. I mean, I watch those documentaries. I've never seen it personally. Yeah, you've never you never been firsthand seen what I've never been to. The, I've I've never been to Nepal. No. <laughs> my my little my little driver I had driving me around Saudi Arabia. He was from Nepal. Really? Me and, me and him talked for two hours. I don't still to this day don't know what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he probably didn't know what you said either. Oh, I guarantee he didn't. All I know is that Toyota Hilux was going as fast as one will go across that desert. Never <laughs> missed a beat. It really blows my mind. You get to a country like that, and and speeds here. You think we drive fast? Man, they don't care if they hit each other. I mean, just full speed. I was I was telling Jess the other day, I said, I was talking about that over there, and I said, the most dangerous part's been on the highway over there. I bet I've seen 25 wrecks just in the little short time I was on the highway over there. And I'm telling you, we, I'm in this, uh, Summer Jay had these Suburbans, that had basically like roll cage, like a race car in them. That's what we rode in, you know, a little safer than just whatever you hop in. And uh, we're driving down this interstate. I mean, they'll go from two wide to five wide, hitting the ditch. They don't even care. And uh, we pull up, we're driving up. My, there's this really bad wreck. I tell that dude, I said, I said, hey, man, we need to stop and help these people or what? And he said, oh, no, uh, uh, they'll they'll try to blame it on us. Basically, is what he said. I was like, "All right, keep going then, because I don't want to be a part of that." <laughs> That's crazy. To think about. It. I mean, like when I was in Mexico, me and Lacey went down to South Tip, down to Cabo, and all the way from the airport to actual Cabo, I felt like we were trying to outrun the cartel in this van. And I'm like, "My God!" At any moment, who's about oh. to try to steal us? I've rode in those vans from uh, the Cancun airport down to Playa del Carmen. Yeah. It's like a, it just looks like a soccer mom van from like the early 2000s. Hey, we're getting this, we're getting this thing from the airport. And first off, they tried to tell us our name wasn't on there and, and get us to pay again. You know, it, it's right off the bat. They were trying to screw a man, right? And we get in this van finally and this guy's got 
He's got a full cooler in there. It's just full of beer. He said, just grab a beer. Y'all drink what y'all want. Just drink a beer. So we're drinking Coronas. I had to drink like two or three of them just to get my head right because I was already tired of people badgering me. And all I had done is stepped off a plane and walked to a taxi. Well, whenever that same trip, it was after the hurricanes made their little lap through there. And I guess there's still some of it in the area because I thought we was in an air show coming in there to land. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've flown a lot. And uh, I thought we was fixing to do some tricks or something on the way in there. I was getting nervous. That wind was bad. Oh, God. I don't even. Is that that time you got sunburned so bad? <laughs> yeah. My wife. <laughs> My wife put diesel fuel or something on me. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> it ruined me about two days. Hey, when you get that good, like, uh, Central U.S. or Central America kind of burn, there ain't oh, nothing that fixes that. Yeah. Yeah, I get up the next day, and I mean, I'm just lobstered. And I go barely get a shirt on. I get out there, I lay up in the little thing next to the pool because I can't move and uh, order me a couple drinks for start my breakfast out right. And uh, there's this girl out there in the swimming pool with a microphone telling everybody at this resort, oh, yeah, you're uh, in the the Yucatan Peninsula, blah, blah, blah. You can't use normal sunscreen down here. It just traps it in. I'm like... Where were you at yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, what's the recommendations? You got any, or do you know now or what? Me? I just wear clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even take my shirt. I I ain't going to take my shirt off down there ever again. I'm telling you. After that happens like that, you don't, do you? Uh, Well, you see me this past summer. I don't, I don't get sunburned no more because that ruined me. Mm. I'm telling you, when it started itching about uh, week, about seven or ten days in, I mean, I could have took a cactus and just scratched my whole body with it. I mean, that's the only thing that I'd put alcohol on it just so it hurt, so it quit itching. Wow. Mm. Anyway, the same. Yeah. You ever had that sunburn like that? I know I have. Man, every time I fight the sun, I lose. So I'm trying to layer up. Hey. <laughs> Drew just uh, walks out and he's instantly sunburned. It's really Drew's sunburned right now. <laughs> Man, I, 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 I had to tell you, y'all talking about going down south. I went to Guatemala and that's right there on the equator. And I made that same mistake. And I, I'm redheaded, so I've got the, you know, the freckles and everything else. I come back to that room that night and I had uh, sunburn blisters all up and down my shoulders. And I had to wear a shirt the next day. I thought I was going to cry and die at the same time. It was so bad. I, mm. I never been so burnt in my life, but, uh, and it was just weird. Cause I just got through laying polypipe the week before we went down there and I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. It's been a hundred degrees in Arkansas, you know, we'll be good. And I was completely wrong about that. It was so hot down there and it burnt me to a crisp. I'd rather lay polypipe five times before I get sunburned like that again. Mm. Mm. That's why I wear a shirt. No matter what, I don't take it off no more. I, I'm married up. I don't have to worry about <laughs> impressing nobody anymore. Yeah, I'd rather sit in an electrocution chair before I get sunburned like that again. Oh, it's bad. Mm. It was brutal. As long as they yeah. turn it on low grade, I can handle that. I don't even know what we was talking about, but 
Those sunburns ain't nothing to play with. They ain't mm. nothing to play with. We were talking about traveling. You were out there oh. soddy and all. Uh, yeah. I'm that, glad you weren't out there with that big earthquake they had. That's crazy. Oh, mm. man. That's bad. That's that's hard to even watch on TV, man. I feel bad for them people. Mm. I mean, we don't – that just kind of blows us away bigger picture than the Littlewoods here. I mean – Man, they just don't have nothing to get people out from that. I mean, it would happen the same way here. We'd have trouble getting them, but boy, there'd be a whole crew of excavators move in and try to work. They don't got them. Well, I don't know if you can use heavy equipment a whole lot like that. I mean, they kind of got to pick through it, don't they? Is that the thing? I I mean, I I might be way wrong. I I feel like at some point I'd have started, if I was trapped in it, I'd want them to do whatever they had to get me out. They could take dynamite blow it off of me for all i care i don't know i i just hope our engineering is leaps and bounds ahead of that i mean that's that's third world where they got hit the hardest easy well what was it a couple years ago three i don't know i think i lived in this house that big earthquake that hit uh cushing oklahoma up there we felt that at my house you felt one yeah i don't Jess felt it. No. <laughs> she she was she was in bed and uh she said I woke up, felt like somebody's shaking the bed in here. I said, well, Yeah, there's an earthquake over there. That had to be what it was. Hmm. Or the boogeyman. What did you sleep right through that one? Oh, it's gonna house going to cave in for I feel it. <laughs> so I've never felt the earthquake. You ever felt one, Sam? Drew? Yeah, I have. One in Jonesboro. I was in college, and my recliner was rocking back and forth, and it sounded like a truck. It hit hit a brick wall, and everything started shaking, and then it just went away. Weird. That's up there. there there's a fault up there. Uh, what's it, the New Madrid? or? Yeah, New Madrid fault. <coughs> yeah. They're expecting that thing to go off any time. They've been having earthquakes like crazy up there. Just have one-story houses toppling over. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. Meanwhile, at my house, my wife's preparing for the end. She's done bought us like, uh, what's that? Radioactive antibody pills or something that <laughs> protects your thyroid <laughs> and stuff. Buying mm. us big bags of rice. I mean, everything that's going on right now, you you look at it on the news, and and they're just shooting things down. Either one, and this is not me being a conspiracy theorist, but I'm changing the subject real quick. Either one, we're stu- we're shooting down random things to get us off this classified documents thing, or two, our radars really sucked until just now. Now we're starting to see a bunch of stuff because we're looking and we're shooting them down. Like, what's the panic about? Somebody said today they're calling some of these things uh, air trash or air debris or something. Like, you'd think we could tell what it is. Yeah, it's almost like they're practicing for something bigger, you know, to come over here. So I don't know. Well, I bet it's really hard. You know, people release all them balloons all the time in groups. I just wonder how much they get that confused compared to something like that. You know, maybe we missed something. You talking about those little balloons? <laughs> no, but you think about like it, though. Like a candlelit Virgil? Like, uh, no, but I, I mean, you think about it. People tie them things together and have a big big release you know or whatever i think it's pretty big <laughs> let's launch one let's launch one out here 
They better watch out at weddings. They'd be releasing them turtle doves or whatever and just getting them shot out of the sky. Here comes an F-22. Just knock them down. That's funny. Yeah, Drew saying they could... Uh, little little Jimmy's birthday, they just smoked every one of his balloons. Hey, I'm just saying, when, when we had a, a kick-out drugs week or whatever, they had the Red Ribbon Week or whatever it's called, we used to let balloons go about 250 of them all at once. Did you write a you little message a... on them or what? I don't, I, it had like a card on it. If it got found in somebody's tree, they called it in about littering, you know, we got a prize for it, so. Your school was funner than mine. <laughs> we didn't learn much when I was in school. <laughs> I feel like those balloons, I mean, the ones that are supposed to be for surveillance and, and I guess they use it for weather. I need to do more research on it. I don't, I don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. uh, man, I feel like that's just, if I'm going to pick something to spy with, it ain't going to be a daggum balloon. <laughs> well, here's my thing. I think the full moon gave that one away. Well, I was out there trying to run the dogs. I didn't know if it was what was up there in the sky. But, I mean, do we not have satellites? I mean, they can zoom in and see everything from outer space or wherever satellites are, almost outer space. Uh, I don't see why you need a balloon to be seeing all that. I feel like that's, you know, the Wright brothers probably had the same technology as that balloon. (laughs) Now Drew's school did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those those might still be your balloons up there floating around, Drew. <laughs> it probably is. Probably hung up on some plane's wing or something. I wouldn't inhale that helium. <laughs> <laughs> that was good air back then. <laughs> I think they run a shortage on that for a bit. <laughs> That's Man. where it all went. That's what happened to all them brain cells that some people lost. You know, I, I don't want this to be big-time conspiracy theory, but I, th- I just think that, you know, something that important, we start shooting things down over North America. You start getting over here in North America, it just kind of makes people feel vulnerable, whereas, you know, those poor people right next door to you could just, in Europe or Asia, can just drive across the, the border with tanks one day and say, we're here. And we about to square up. I mean that that scared the crap out of me right there. So I'm glad I ain't a part of it. That's all I gotta say. And I hope I don't ever have to be a part of it. But you know, uh other things that happened in the meantime, we got on the UFC, we hit the spy balloons, uh, we finished out a little bit of goose hunting. We we really don't have a great story from that. Drew didn't even go. He slept in that day. Uh but we did have a Super Bowl. Did y'all make any money off that? Sam, did you bet? <clears throat> nope. I'm pretty happy I didn't lose too much. So, oh, halftime wits like I got the Eagles this, the Eagles that, the Eagles this, the <laughs> Eagles that, Eagles this. I'm glad I had that over by a lot, though. Yeah. Why don't we talk about that pass interference call? What do y'all think of that? That was crucial. Man, there. It was a I'll go first. Holding. They, they can call that every play, I think. Mm. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, when it comes down, you know, the last two minutes of the game, I just feel like they just need to let them play. You know? I agree. Let I the think players the, decide the outcome versus refs, you know? 
I think playing a D-back is probably the hardest position on the field. I'll start with that. But at the same time, the best D-backs in the league are the most handsiest. And, like, they hold and they grab and they touch people and they're physical. And they and that's they get away with a lot more than that right there. That poor guy just touched him at the wrong time. That's all that happened. Yep. Yeah, and the ball wasn't even catchable, too. So, I don't know if they could yeah, review that or what. But it is what it is. That's why they called it that holding. I mean, that's all I, they had. I'll tell you what I seen earlier. Somebody posted a video said, I can't remember who it was on the Chiefs that ran that ball down to the one and slid down to burn the time up, and somebody had them to to score a touchdown. It cost them two hundred thousand dollars. It's like whenever you needed a so and so to score, and then he slides down at the one yard line. Man, that'd break your heart, wouldn't it? That's a parlay of a parlay right there. Mm. I don't, you know, I've never really understood it all the understated i never understood all those uh different prop bets I, I i haven't got into it that much which i'm glad i haven't saved me some money i guess i mean i think you can bet on how many times they blow the whistle on a first down first quarter you know what i mean like yeah it's it r- ridiculous yeah, like, it's my kind of stuff though like a streaker can you bet on like a streaker being out there at two minutes left and a half or something like that oh yeah they bet on the Gatorade color. <laughs> but to some point, you, you don't think that those players are – they might be involved a little bit on this whole betting stuff? Yeah, or, I, I mean, I, after seeing that call, I don't know who's involved with what. I, and I – in the moment, I had money on the Eagles. And in the moment – and still to this day, I do agree that that was probably not a defensive holding, but – the Eagles just upright lost that. I mean, he fumbles the ball before that. Second half, they look like crap. I, they gave it away. And then Patrick Mahomes, his ankle ain't hurt. He run all over that field. And the only time he'd be limping was when he'd like have something happen that didn't look good. I'm like, golly, he's out there walking fine until he does something wrong. Like, how does that make sense? It's like LeBron James running down there. He just flopped for no reason. He's like, you know, six eight, two eighty, and he's just out here just getting knocked down by somebody my size. That ain't right. That that's the like maybe that's the little guy in me. I I don't want to be knocked down because I've been knocked down a bunch. I don't know. That ankle sure looked good. I don't know when he 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 made that little run there towards the end and. I mean, like he wasn't he was, breaking those speed records. It looked like he was on the treadmill right beside Sam, just finishing <laughs> off the New Year's resolution, baby. But, no, I, I've i enjoyed it. I, Jacob, we're so glad for you, man. You got a happy, healthy baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Big Boone Everett. I like that middle name. That's mine, too. I love that. Um, I, I'm glad to have you back on here. Hopefully, we can... Get another podcast in real soon. Uh, hmm. Drew, Sam, thanks for sitting in. I know you got a lot more stories, Sam, but thank you for not cussing all night like you did that last time. <laughs> so we can actually let Grandma listen to this episode and be all right with it. So, uh, Drew, glad <laughs> to have you the whole time. 
Yeah. Um, anybody got any final words? Anything y'all want to leave the people with for this week? I mean, this is a big week. It's Valentine's Day. Drew's probably got something inspirational to share with everybody. Uh, no, not really. Not this time. Uh, don't text and drive. <laughs> That's about the only thing I can say, and I I can't insurance? go into too detail. Yeah. yeah. Well, with what's happened this week, I think uh, I think I'll just leave it at that. But uh, yeah, don't text and drive, kids. One thing I got, I'm uh ready to get back to chasing these hounds. The coons have been moving, so hopefully they move back into your area. I, I hope so. But I just been out. living, I just been living through everybody on Facebook, you know, hunting in them hundred thousand dollar hunts last weekend. Hey, and I was gonna say real quick too, uh, you know, turkey season's coming up. I'm gonna try to see if I can't convince Wit to let me use his new. Uh, camera he got for his wife maybe do a video we got some editing uh programs that i want to try and maybe we can do a little video for y'all and let y'all put a name to a face to a couple of us so stay tuned for that i'm gonna try to get that going mm. well you're setting some lofty goals here for this new year I might as well go big or go home last time i took her with me to videotape i told her to get back and hide and the next thing i know she's out there just video and if i'd have seen her back there i'd have been ooh, i'd have been hot but <laughs> still got missed. it i still got it done i got it done he come in running screaming his head off but yeah turkey season's firing up that's what a lot of these next few pods gonna be bad jake's gonna take me out there too to kansas he said we're gonna shoot some turkeys but uh oh yeah uh you don't want me guiding turkeys, but I'll go. If you can get I'm going to go. Sam, you going to go to Nebraska this year, shoot one? I'm going to try to. I think the private land that we have is, is uh, swapped hands. So I don't know if we'll be able to go back there, you know, on private, but we may try the public land. I'm trying to hit you know, a different state. Well, everybody have a great week. Uh, thanks for listening to Little Woods Outdoors. We do appreciate it. Y'all uh, y'all hit up Facebook. It's The Little Woods Outdoors. And if you don't mind, drop a comment. Say, where are you at, T-Burn? And where are you at, Cole? We miss y'all. Thanks again. Everybody have a great night. Peace.